0: Hello and welcome to episode 199 of the CantoBite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind and with me as always, it's my delightful host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I am currently podcasting from the kitchen table. I have showed you one of my lovely new paintings, which I described as you're at grandma's house, but like grandma's fucking cool and not racist, and it's like the good memories of grandma. Like I think that's the aesthetic of all of my paintings that I have in my house right now.
0: Yeah, it's like it's a, I think grandma. I think grandma is a good way to describe it. It is not a Thomas Kincaid painting, but it is a painting of a topic that Thomas Kincaid would do. Or you know whatever to have one of his indentured servants paint. I totally have one of his paintings too. Of course, you have a Thomas Kincaid. Oh.
1: Let me let me try to try to show you. It's literally right there. Okay, I can't quite see it, but yeah, I'm too lazy to get up to and show you. So, but yeah, I I it's literally okay. it's, it's
0: a podcast. We yeah, the, the listeners wouldn't see it anyway.
1: I feel like I'm doing like a Corey right now, where they have to remind him to like that he's on a podcast and he's <laughs> they don't they can't see him. <laughs> oh God, yeah, no, I I just keep getting more and more paintings, and the problem is is that I'm finding more that I like, but I still haven't found the over the bed painting yet. And it's really hard to find an over the bed painting though, because. I want to be as particular as possible because I'm going to be staring at that thing for, you know, the next couple of years possibly. I don't want it to be like weird because like I space off all the time and it's nice to space off with those like lovely um, landscape paintings that I have. And plus, like I don't want it to be something weird because like I don't want to be like having sex, and, like looking at that painting and be like, why did I buy this? Like, why why is this there? Like, why Why did I make this
0: decision? I just so, like the little insight you gave everybody into your uh, preferred sexual positions there with the, you're going to be looking at the over the bed painting while you're having sex.
1: Well, I mean, there's <laughs> many different, you don't know where I'm standing or sitting or doing or all, all I know is that
0: there are look, paintings that I'm looking at and for some
1: reason, it's always the one over the bed.
0: Look, I'm just saying if this episode ends up titles Britney likes doggy style, then you can't blame me.
1: Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I feel like my parents are going to be alarmed. And especially if my work finds out that I have a podcast, I think the great introduction for them to see that I have a podcast is with a title episode saying that I prefer donkey style, which I am not confirming or denying what I like right now. But I can tell how I feel right now because I'm currently going through a Costco catalog of discounts I can get through my Costco membership. So, Costco... Mm-hmm. Costco is a great place to shop so is Sam's Club I really like Sam's Club because it's less crowded because every time I go to Costco especially right now like I feel like I'm going to either run into someone or something or a cart because everyone's like crazy with their carts everyone just people everywhere but I really do need to invest in a Sam's Club cart because they have like their early hours for like they like certain members and it's usually dead and some stuff is cheaper there. And they have the Airwicks I like there. They don't have the ones that I like at Costco anymore. But please, Emily, tell me about your week
0: because I'm rambling on too much. <laughs> Desperately trying to change the subject. Oh uh, no, I had a fine week. Um, my fucking finally, I got the shipping notification on my goddamn Roy Kent jersey that I ordered like a goddamn month ago. Which is ridiculous for, it's not like I ordered it off, you know, Etsy and they're bringing hand of making it. Like, come on, Warner Brothers. How does it take you four fucking weeks to ship something?
1: Yeah. Fuck you, Warner Brothers. Give Emily
0: her Roy Kent jersey. And it hasn't even really shipped yet. It's that, you know, you get the shipping number and then you check it and it's like, Babel has been created. Item is not yet received. And I'm like, God damn it. I just want this fucking shirt. Ugh.
1: I know I got so mad today I was on my break at work and I saw I got a notification because I've been buying a lot of books because um I finished Band of Brothers I got the book for that I finished the Pacific um the other day and I got the two books that were inspired by that I still have to get the other ones that were like slightly inspired and I got a notification from fucking eBay that they canceled my order because like my address was invalid I'm thinking I've No, like my my address is valid I am here I have bought things from my place of residence my I exist my my address exists like why aren't I getting my books and I got so mad I decided to spend a couple extra dollars from Amazon so that they could get here tomorrow instead of like a week from now so I'm disappointed but I'm happy that I'm getting stuff delivered tomorrow. And I feel like I'm like slowly turning into my parents, you know, my dad like reading World War II books and I'm turning also to my mom where I'm leaving um, drinks all over the place, like half drank for some reason. Like, I don't know why, like I just keep forgetting and I keep losing my phone here. Like you would think that <laughs> like living in a, two, a 650 square foot apartment that like I would remember where I always put my phone, but I don't like I've had to ping my phone so many times, like so many more times than I have in my entire life. And I just, my memory, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I move into a new apartment and, like, I'm an adult. And then, like, finally just, like, my memory starts going away. Like, I don't know what's wrong. That's bad. I know. Like, I'm really nervous to see, like, what else is going to happen next. And then, like, I have a meeting in, like, a couple days about, like, investments and, like, what to do with my retirement. Like, I... I I went from like 26 to 50. I don't know how it
0: happened, but it happened. Yeah, that's weird when it's like, oh, yeah, I have a, a retirement fund. I should maybe do something about that instead of ignore it and just pretend that that's not something I ever am going to have to worry about. Exactly.
1: Or trying to figure out, like, how much should I contribute into, you know, into this and what age do I want to retire? And also, what am I to wear to the next Star Wars convention? <laughs> like, There's just like so many different thoughts. So, like, what should I start buying for this? Or like, what other clothes I need to get rid of? Because there's so many goddamn clothes in my closet, even though I did a closet purge two months ago. Like, it's just all, all the things. But I got to keep my youth somehow. And that is through... Star Wars and you know numerous TV shows like Ted
0: Lasso. So Ted Lasso had a Christmas episode. And here's how much I loved the Ted Lasso Christmas episode. While I was watching the Ted Lasso Christmas episode, I got a text from my mom, which was um, so my little sister Hannah turned twenty one. And one of the things she really wanted was a bubble machine. And so they got her a bubble machine. You know, it's a machine that makes lots and lots of bubbles, you know. Like, instead of, like, a bubble wand, it's lots and lots of little soap bubbles out of a bubble machine, like you see at the county fair or something. Anyway, my mom sends... Me a video of my sister, like when they have the video, they're outside and they're turning on the ball machine and my sister's dancing. And for a second, it did not like, I'm like, how is it? But, but it'd be cold out because it's Christmas time. (laughs) Like, that's how invested I was in the Ted Lasso Christmas episode that I kept forgetting that it is actually August. Oh, yeah,
1: no, I got Christmas songs stuck in my head all during like my first half of work. Like, I, I was convinced it was christmas which got me thinking too were there any delays in in like production or like because of covid because like this was a christmas
0: episode but like this was christmas as fuck you know i'm not sure because it like i mean there might have been some but i I, it doesn't seem like there would have been enough that this would have originally aired at christmas time
1: I don't know. I almost think so because like this was Christmas. Like cuz you know there's Christmas episodes like you you have the Gossip Girl Christmas episodes which you see a couple trees and insert Blair scheme here. But I don't know. It just it felt like it should have been christmas but i'm i'm happy i got it in july or in august like i i love christmas in august
0: i do like if there were production delays i do like the fact that they just went fuck it we're just gonna do our christmas episode anyway like we're not gonna rewrite it we're just gonna do a christmas episode and it's gonna be the best christmas episode it is Like, yeah, you know, it's not something, like, it doesn't really continue the setup of the Dubai Air plot or anything like that. And we've we've obviously jumped ahead quite a bit. Um, They have no longer, well, they already, we knew they had lost the one game, but now they have, (laughs) continuing the tie streak, they have an even number of wins and losses. So we've obviously skipped, you know. A few months at least, Um, we learn that that Coach Beard has broken up with Jane, who he had just like you know decided to share his iCloud with, but they're still going to go to this pagan festival together as friends. I just saw a tweet today, and it was so good, which is basically Coach Beard's personal life is enough stuff for its own TV show, and we only learn little snippets of it through random lines like once an episode. I'm so
1: invested in like Coach Beard's life. So when he was talking about that, how he broke up with his girlfriend, I was like, he broke. They broke up, and like they just started sharing the the cloud account. And thinking, wow, like I was talking about how last week I wish Carlos and I shared a cloud account, and look at like they didn't even last a full episode. Like I'm, I am so sad, and I'm curious about their pagan festival, and they went to Stonehenge too or something. Stonehenge, yeah. Stonehenge, yeah, henge. with stones, yeah, henge,
0: yeah. I just. It was just such a nice episode. Everything about it, um, it just felt very, very Christmassy. Everything about it was nice, but also still, like, tad glassy and sweet and funny, even though if it does, you know, take a little bit of a swerve from reality, that's fine because it's a Christmas episode and Christmas doesn't have to connect with reality.
1: Exactly. I, I can only find, like, one thing about this episode that I, like, despise, and it was the animation
0: in the beginning. Everyone looked fucking horrifying. <laughs> they do this this animation at for the opening credits that is supposed to look sort of, I guess, like the old um, Rankin and Bass Claymation Christmas stuff. But it doesn't. It just, it does not. It doesn't look great. <laughs> Yeah, everything looked like terrifying, but although I'm okay with little that, adorable grumpy Roy Kent innovation.
1: Yeah, I mean that was fine. I feel like that was like the only one. The Keely one like looked I always- I had to be like, who is that? Is that Keely? Yeah, I did this well, with thing. a couple like, of them. I, yeah. was like, I was like, I guess that's
0: supposed to be Keely. So sexy Christmas. <gasps> I okay, so Keely and Roy have decided to celebrate Sexy Christmas, where they will listen to like Frank Sinatra and Drink Martinis and then have sexy times. And first of all, amazing callback to the first season reveal that Keely is disgusted by pimentos and olives. Cause it's such a little throwaway line. Because she thinks they look like little clitorises or something. I can't remember quite what her problem with them. But she's picking them out of the olives to make the martinis, and she's like, like gagging, Disgusting. <laughs> it's so cute. And then when she, you know, when she's in the sexy lingerie and the door rings, there's gonna be some like thing, and it's because it's you know Phoebe, because her mom's been called to do surgery, so they're taking care of her. And I like I love this show so much In that Everybody on the show likes each other And is nice to each other And it's not like oh no we're stuck with this kid They immediately both go That's fine we'll have Christmas with Phoebe And in a couple days we'll have sexy Christmas And that's okay And I
1: love the back and forth of Oh I can't do it this day I can't do it this day Can you do it the 28th? Oh great everything's sexy by the 28th. Yeah, and then just when he year. looks at her and he's just like, holy fuck. He loves her so much. It's, it's like not disgusting, but it's, it's like admirable. It's like inspiring. Like seeing that kind of love is inspiring. Like, man, I wish fucking 14 year old me watch this shit so I can like <laughs> properly see what love is. Like that. that's Ted Lasso. Like the show is so informative and it gives life lessons, and it's really nice. And I really wish fourteen-year-old me could watch
0: this somehow. Yeah. I don't know how, but and also she did look fucking amazing. That Audrey was hot as fuck.
1: Yeah, she did. She did good. She fit the criteria for sexy Christmas. I I would have loved to see. You know, Roy did look good for sexy Christmas, but I feel like he could have gone up a couple of notches.
0: Well, he was just you know he was in a nice suit. But I feel like, you know, that (sighs) it's hard with guys. Like, there's not really a guy equivalent of lingerie. Just nothing. But he's not going to show up there like in a Speedo or something. I mean, he doesn't have to wear anything. (laughs) Well, he does because he has Phoebe with him.
1: Oh well, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, of course, because there's Phoebe there, Phoebe and her horrible breath. But there's also just something sweet of if it was if they are you know doing that we're gonna listen to you know like sexy fifties music and drink classy cocktails and then have sexy times then then the suit does make sense. Yeah, it does. But I really want to see like
1: how their sexy christmas went or like i i really think that well i mean like the the appropriate stuff but uh, like i i think that's like an interesting tradition to start you know just like listening to classic music like having like classic drinks like just sexy
0: christmas like that i can't believe that no one else had thought of this yet it's a brilliant idea i also I would just love to see the conversation of Keely and Roy deciding to do that. Because I feel like Roy is a man who it is annoying to convince to do anything, even if it's something he will enjoy. Because the idea of like making plans to have a thing that you do together annoys him and makes him angry. But Emily, are we
1: also going to discuss that a couple of weeks ago? He ate so much so much ice cream that he shot himself. Oh my god. That was so
0: good. That was so good. Fuck. The layers to Roy Kent.
1: Oh man, that conversation he was having with that kid too about you. You know, you can't do it. I can't do it. Like let's just let's just stop it right now.
0: That and Roy is so good with kids. In a his scary grumpy Roy way, and I loved like the whole stuff with Phoebe, with she has the horrible breath. First of all, the scene with Kaylee and Roy reacting to it. Kudos to both of those actors because it was ho- their reactions were hilarious. And when when like also I just loved Roy's instant protective uncle rage when he learns that somebody. Was mean to Phoebe. And he's going to go beat up a little kid. Like that's his plan. And Keely has to be like. You cannot beat up a little kid. I can't believe I have to tell you this. You cannot go beat up an elementary school student. Yeah. But I mean in
1: that instant. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like you know someone said something horrible to Phoebe. Like I
0: love that. Like I Who would be like that yeah, too. Kids, Bernard? Ugh. Who's <laughs> Bernard? And I also just like. The whole. The whole his solution of is Christmas day. And his solution is we're going to go to my stupidly rich neighborhood and we're going to knock on doors until we find a dentist. That's
1: hilarious. And what he offered like a thousand dollars to both Phoebe and um, yeah. for each, each door that they knock on. And it's not a dentist.
0: It's, I just, I love the whole thing. Um, the Ted and Rebecca thing was cute. It was it was weird because we were just talking about how we you know like I don't want them to get together and I still don't but this was the first episode where I go oh, I could kind of see it but I also like I, really I just like them as friends and the idea that Rebecca goes around and and give presents to underprivileged kids who have written letters to Santa is adorable the fact that this is a, Yet another thing that Rupert had tried to stop her from doing. Because that man is the worst person on earth. And that she knew that this was Ted's first Christmas. Divorced and away from his kid. And how hard that would be. And that if there's anybody who would want to go around and give presents to kids, it would be Ted. Yeah.
1: I feel like this episode was really setting up a romance between Ted and Rebecca. Like, you could just tell the second that she arrived at it. She, would, she you know, got his attention and, you know, they're going to different houses. And just the way that she was looking
0: at him, too, I'm thinking, ah, oh, fuck. Like, also, they're setting this up. I want her coat. She has this, like, green houndstooth coat. And... I want it really badly. If anybody has any line on any coat that looks remotely like this, I want this coat more than I want just about anything that I've ever wanted.
1: They have Instagram accounts of actors or actresses or especially like people from The Bachelor and Bachelorette and like their articles of clothing and like where you can buy it and how much it is. Um, They have it for Gossip Girl too, which I found like scrolling through Instagram a couple months ago. And I was really surprised to find like stuff from like the 2000s and you can buy this for this much price or, oh, this is no longer on sale, but this is the article clothing it was. So I'm pretty sure that somewhere on Instagram, I'll have to like deep dive or something. I need to start liking more Ted Lasso things on Instagram. So like more Ted Lasso shit pops up because all my Instagram is, is like when you go on that one page where it's like recommended likes or recommended this is bachelor stuff, Taylor Swift stuff and engagement ring. <laughs> okay, Carlos.
0: <sighs> Not a hint. <laughs> we, c- we communicate. Okay. But no, that, so that was cute. The whole, um, her being invited to Elton John's Christmas party and that Daniel Craig and Rachel Weiss did a puppet show. But Rebecca's lied about, but all I really want to do is see those two have sex. Like, oh, that's exactly what I was feeling about Keely and Roy and Sexy Christmas earlier.
1: Rachel Weiss is pretty sexy, though. She had a sex scene with, um, God, what's that one actor? Jude Law in, like, a movie. And, like, it was really hot. And I'm like, damn. I like her. She's
0: very sexy. And Daniel Craig is very sexy, too.
1: I know I, I like always forget that they're married like that always like slips my mind like yeah. that's the celebrity trivia that always comes back to me and I'm like holy fuck like what are the odds of that you know like J-Lo and Ben back together like that still gets me like seeing pictures of them together I'm like I'm back in the early 2000s <laughs> like I this is some deja vu shit right here I don't know. I hope it. La- I secretly hope it lasts, even though like I kind of know that it won't. Like it just, it's fun, it's exciting. Like Ben looks happy, she looks happy. You know, it looks like their kids get along. Like I'm hoping for the best, but I'm expecting the worst.
0: Yeah, I mean, not of them ever took very good track records there.
1: Exactly, but I mean, I just I'm so surprised just how like fast a Rod went. Like she went from a Rod to Ben in like a second and then it was like the rumors that they're back together but those rumors always come up after she breaks up with someone but then you see the pictures and then, then you see this and oh,
0: celebrity world but anyways back to Ted Lasso world the family Higgins Christmas and it was pure when like most of the team shows up and it was so sweet and I continue to love Sam so much. When he was running around with the youngest son. Like picking up wrapping paper. And the family is adorable. His wife is amazing. I love her. You've seen her a little bit before. But she was so sweet in this episode. And I love that it's not like a. Oh no all these people are showing up. Or what are we going to do. Like it's just nice. Like everybody's there. And having fun. And it's Christmas. And everybody brought food. And the French dude bought a hot model. And, you know, it's just, like, nice Christmas. Yeah, I forgot, like, what exactly he said
1: about, like, bringing a hot model to Christmas. It's just, it's like, <laughs> it's a gift about, for oh, everyone or something.
0: something like it, it's, like, it's like polite to sh- show up with a beautiful person or something like that. Ugh.
1: Uh, that's good. But I love that. I loved all the boys together. I was sad that, I mean, obviously Jamie probably has like family around, but I would have loved to see like Jamie slowly start like gaining relationships with the boys because you see in the beginning of the episode that he stupidly thinks that, you know, Secret Santa, like he doesn't have to do anything and that he just needs to keep it a secret. But
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> he didn't open the email about Secret Santa because he thought it was supposed to be a secret. And then the (laughs) God bless me, everyone, made me laugh really hard. And also Coach Beard's just deadpan, wow, reaction to it.
1: Coach Beard. Yeah, overall, though, this episode was really cute and it was really heartwarming. And I feel like it's setting up a romance between Ted and Rebecca, which... I'm still really unsure about, but I was just surprised of how fast it happened because I was expecting something like very small in each episode, but like this was like a slam in the face to they're looking at, she's looking at him a certain way. Like you could tell like the way that she was looking
0: at him that like she wants to fuck Lasso, but like kindly. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I am not, I'm not sure on that one yet because this show does a lot of stuff that is not, Typical, excuse me. Typical sitcom stuff. I'm also like Ted is nowhere near. Like he's not relationship ready. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I just feel like
1: like what else were they doing? Like was this just like something nice? But also it it shows that fucking Rebecca's husband is a piece of shit. You know, seeing all these lovely things and finding all these lovely things about Rebecca and realizing that, you know, she felt like she had to, like, hide these things because her husband didn't like them. Like, I think he is, like, the worst character, like, ever. And I feel like every time I learn something more about him, I think, man, what a fucking asshole. And he feels so bad for her that she was married to him for so long. And she thought that, you know, this is the best I can do. Like, I, yeah, Yeah, He is
0: an evil, abusive piece of shit. And I hate him. She deserves the world. And the fact that he is played by Giles from Buffy is very hard for me to deal with. Because Giles from <laughs> Buffy is the most lovely man of all time. And <laughs> it hurts my heart. That's, ugh.
1: I always forget that's Giles. Always forget.
0: Whose name is also Rupert. It's weird. That doesn't help with, my, with the disconnect in my brain. Yeah, that's funny. But no, and you know what? I don't care how goddamn cheesy it was. I love the youngest Hagen's child seeing Santa at the end. It was adorable. It's a Christmas special. Who cares? Santa's real. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that wasn't my favorite, but
0: yeah. (laughs) I I was fine. Like on anything else, I'd be like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And I don't think they needed it. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Santa's real. Sam told him earlier that Santa was real. It's sweet.
1: Yeah, but then I'm thinking, like, okay, it's the night of Christmas, the night of December 25th. Why is Santa, like, is Santa, like, running late? Like, Santa... No,
0: he's just hanging out. Maybe he, like, stopped at a bar or something, and now he's heading home. He's working all day. He grabbed a drink, and now he's gonna go home.
1: That's true. I mean, it is 2021. Like, shit's weird right now, so you, you can't judge Santa
0: yeah let santa travel wherever he wants to
1: yeah there's no rule book for santa so shame on me for assuming that you know santa like wasn't doing his job properly because i'm not santa like how do i know what santa does like i don't see the criteria for a santa like come on Brittany, get your shit together and stop judging people
0: (laughs) stop judging santa
1: (laughs) stop judging santa Or, as Rusty would say, stop being a Karen.
0: (laughs) So, should we talk a little bit of Star Wars?
1: Maybe, but I have a feeling it's not going to be as delightful as Ted Lasso. No, but
0: the first little bit is actually quite good. And it's very small. But it is reassuring and that Taika Waititi was talking to Wired because he is in that uh, really uh, bad-looking Ryan Reynolds movie that people seem to like, but that gives me a headache whenever I see the trailer. Ooh, new guy. It's really good. Free
1: it's guy? It's really fucking good. New- free guy. Yeah, free guy. I don't even know the fucking name of the movie, but it's really good. I
0: watched it on Friday night. Tra- it's really good. The trailer looks very much like annoying Ready Player One bullshit to me, but... I don't know, people like it, but I, I don't know. The trailer just gives me a headache of the, like annoying things that I don't like. But anyway, so he's talking to Wired, because he's in that movie. And his stars movie comes up, and he said that is in very much still in the script phase, but we've got a story, I'm really excited, because it feels very me. And as somebody who loves Taika Waititi with all of my heart, I am very happy that this movie is still happening, that he has a story, and that the story feels like a him story because that is what I want. Because you don't hire Taika Waititi to just make a bog standard Star Wars movie because what's the point? Yeah, like
1: what's the point of that? Like you want a Taika Waititi Star Wars, and I feel like that's exactly what we're getting, which is so reassuring. Because I'm still waiting for Ryan whenever he decides he's ready for his movies or when the world decides that they're ready for his movies. But fuck the world. Like, I'm ready.
0: Yeah. I've kind of come to the point where that, where as much as I want Ryan Star Wars, because I think Ryan's view of Star Wars matches up a lot with mine. And also, he like would move Star Wars forward in a lot of ways. I just want Ryan to do whatever he wants to do. And also I want another like 25 Knives Out movies. And I think at the end of the day, I'd be happier getting, like if I had to choose between Ryan Star Wars or Knives Out, I think I might choose more Knives Out. Yeah, that's
1: interesting. Um yeah, I, I hate whodunits. Like, I hate those kind of movies. But when I saw Knives Out, I loved it. I loved the acting. I loved the story. I I loved how you can tell from the beginning that it's so Ryan. And I think, like, God, like, that's – I really love this. I love The Last Jedi, but, like, this is him. Like, this is the kind of stuff that he wants to make, the stuff that he wants control over. And with Star Wars, I feel like it's really hard for, you know, writers and directors to re- truly have their Star Wars, you know, it's something that's, you know, so controlled and something that's so nitpicked by, like, you know, just this person or that person. Like, I just, I really feel like Knives Out, like, is
0: truly his. Yeah, and also, like, he doesn't have to fucking deal with, Toxic fucking Star Wars fans then. Yeah what a delight it is to like not have to deal with toxic Star Wars fans. Like they're pretty fucking awful. Yeah. So like I still hope those movies happen. But only if they are like what he really wants to do. And honestly as long as he's still making movies I'm, I'm happy to just see whatever he does. Yeah me too. Um, other than that, let's see. There's rumors that they are casting Sabine for Ahsoka, but like, I can't. The casting rumor stuff, like, I just, I don't know who any of these people are who are in the running. I don't have a stake in this character, so I don't care who plays her. I'm not excited about this show. I don't care about any of it except friggin' Lars Megelson as blue guy like so whatever if they finally cast somebody we'll talk about it but i don't uh, casting rumors for sabine do you have any opinion whatsoever
1: i'm just bored of my fucking mind that they're doing a sequel to rebels in live action
0: (laughs) yeah okay so we had the bad batch finale what did you think Well, it was a finale.
1: It was the last episode of a season that, a season that was really good but an episode that just kind of hit you in the gut because Crosshair didn't come back.
0: I, I was, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting him to go off with him. And it's it's interesting to to think about what they'll do with his character next season because I mean, does the Empire even want him back? They are perfectly okay with him dying, certainly. And they don't they don't care about the clones. He is useful in a lot of ways. But I I I don't know. Um it was sad. I liked I liked the scenes with him. I thought for a lot of this episode kind of felt flat for me. Like it wasn't bad. It just wasn't I don't know, it didn't didn't feel on par with the higher like episodes we got this season. What's was the same. But all the stuff with Crosshair and the team and with Omega I thought was really well done and sad. Yeah, it was
1: just like really depressing. And I was just expecting, like, so much more, especially, like, all what Crosshair explained to the Bad Batch during that last episode about how betrayed he felt that they left him. And then this whole fucking mystery is still there, whether or not he got his chip taken out. I don't think he has. I think he's cr- I think it's bullshit. I don't think, I don't know if he is lying or if that's what the Empire is telling him. But there's no fucking way that he got that chip out because we saw them put, increase the chip in his head. And that, he keeps fucking touching his head. Like, you, you remember when fucking when guy I, I don't know why i want to say gregor but when um god that's what happens is that the show ends and i forget their names so when wrecker was sitting there and you know touching his head that one episode when they all are like zombies and like their chips like randomly all like go off separately like
0: it's just so obvious that it's still there uh, like I why think- else does he have headaches I think I think he's got to have the chip out because I think at this point, at this point to undo that, st- his story with, oh, no, he actually did have the chip and that's why he made these decisions. Like, it's way too late to do that story and would just be like, completely destroy the character they built with him. Is that he is the character who really is, like, he believes in the Empire's cause, even after they were willing to blow him up with everybody else on Camino. Like, he just... That's what he believes in. He believes in being a soldier. And... to If they go back on that storyline... It's not like Star Wars has never, like, pulled that shit before. But if they went back on that storyline, it would be... Like, to me, incredibly disappointing. In terms of storytelling.
1: Yeah, well... I almost feel like the storytelling with, like, these ser- with these shows, like, isn't necessarily the best. Like, you have some, like, really great moments, but also you have some, like, painfully mediocre moments. And uh, I don't want to say that this episode was, but this episode, you know, this, this season finale, it started off really great. It's really hard, you know, to keep that level of great when you do a part one, part two. The only thing I can think of is, like, the, god like, you know, Star Wars episodes 7 and or 8 and 9. You know, you have The Last Jedi. You have that, you know, kind of cliffhanger it hangs on. And then you have the next movie. And then just it's like, oh. Okay, this happens. Oh, okay. Yeah. They kiss. Oh, okay. Rey Skywalker. Oh, okay. And nothing like terrible happened in this episode. It just, it was a bummer because, yeah. you know, you've, you've grown to really like these characters and see, you know, what's going on. Then it's like, you have that little backstory with, you know, AZ, AZ's drowning and the crosshair saves AZ. And just, it's like crosshair saves. Cause he cares. And he doesn't want to admit that he cares. And he just says that. Oh, well, yeah, I owned you one or something like lame. Like,
0: come on, cowboy. Like we know you care. I do think these two episodes would have been better if they had played back to back or if they had just been like one 45 minute episode. I think splitting them over a week was a mistake because there wasn't much more happening this episode than happened the last episode. And. I think I think if that had just been one one extra long episode or if they had put them both out on the same day, it would have it felt like more of a like triumph to injure season on.
1: Yeah, I agree. I definitely think that this should have been one full episode because I was wondering why, you know, the first episode of Bad Batch, it was that 45 minute long episode. I feel like that was like beautifully done you have, you know, the beginning of the episode when Order 66 just hits. so then you have, you know, all this, you know, conflict with Crosshair. And I just, I, I'm just bummed. Like, I really wanted Crosshair to, like, realize that, you know, they're still good in him and that, you know, he loves his brothers, but no, the Empire is more important to him than his brothers. But then it's like he thinks that, like, that those brothers think that like he's not important to them because he's not they're not choosing the empire so you have all this conflict going on it just it's so sad like when you bring like siblings into it like it just fucking sucks because it's like you grow up together you know you do all this shit together and then like one thing happens and it separates you guys and then it's like nothing's ever the same it's like you have all these scenes together with them but just you know that there's so much conflict and there's so much that still isn't resolved yet and that they're just being forced to be surrounded by each other and then you have omega who's like you can tell that she's trying to like glue the pieces back together you see her interactions with crosshair and crosshair was nothing to fucking do with her because like he doesn't realize well he does realize in the end that like they are related like she is their sister but
0: still like he damn it crosshair fuck. I really like Crosshair a lot. Like I'm just really impressed what they committed to with the story with him. I I mean you're right. It's a fucking bummer of a goddamn ending. It is, but
1: I I'm happy that I care. I'm happy that I'm so invested that I'm sitting here complaining about characters in the show <laughs> and like why they went a different way. I I'm really pleased that this show has gotten me to care about characters that I was done with during an arc like last year yeah and now I really like these characters and Omega too like I continuously say how I'm surprised that I like Omega because you see the trailers, you see, oh, there's a kid, you know, they're doing the kid storyline. Uh, yeah. But it's more than that. Like, she is a piece to the Bad Batch. Like, she, she's not replacing Crosshair, but she's she's her own person. You know, she's getting to know her brothers. Her brothers are going to know her. I'm still fucking waiting, though, for her, like, special power to, like, come out. Because yeah. you know that she's good with strategizing and shit, but... They're going to pull out at the finale episode that she's force-sensitive, and then she's going to go off with Ahsoka. And then they're going to cast Omega. Oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that would be, that'd be, too, that'd be, that'd be too late to do that with Ahsoka, but... The one thing that where I get concerned is the episode tag where you get a clone lady. What's her goddamn name? Lamasu. No, it's not. It's no, it starts with an
2: N. Nalasoo? Nala, Sue? Nala
0: Sue? Is that it? But so she's been taken to some new cloning facility. We see somebody who is in an outfit that is... Um, it's the same outfit that Dr. Pershing wears in the Mandalorian, and that is where I start to get concerned that we're gonna get some really stupid shit with the palpatine clone bullshit that I do not want to deal with and I want to pretend never happened, and they're not gonna let me pretend never happened, and it's gonna be a big part of this, and it's gonna be a big part of Mandalorian, and then I'm gonna hate Star Wars again, and I don't wanna do that. So that is the part where I am worried.
1: I think that they're going to start talking about like the oh my god I almost said
0: yoju. <laughs> they're going to talk about damn the it. yoju god shit. Damn it. Don't first of all I can fucking hear from California fucking Steel Saunders celebrating that you fucking are pulled into a stupid bullshit with a little baby Yoda and calling him by that stupid yoju. No. I just think of the
1: episode of the Simpsons when uh when when he's talking to Bart he's like the kids can call you Hoju. you <laughs> god damn it <laughs> well i think they're really going to set up something for uh, the grogu shit because like why else do you have someone
0: dressed up just like well, the doctor no, and the mandalorian but, 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 like my worry is that all that all folds into the palpatine stuff
1: i mean i want to hope that because I want to forget it that so does the rest of fandom because I do not know one person that came up or said you know what was the coolest part about fucking Star Wars was when they cloned Palpatine like that is the coolest thing well maybe Michael Pappas thinks that's really cool because he fucking loves Palpatine but I don't know anyone who has ever said or wants to say that the greatest thing to ever happen in Star Wars is them cloning Palpatine because I think that's the possible worst thing that's ever happened in Star Wars yeah. and that
0: says a lot like I hated the dark troopers but if you just want it to be all about them like trying to clone for sensitive like like stormtroopers, uh, go for it because I'd rather have that than to deal with the Palpatine thing
1: you have so many years to think about what you want to do with the movie and you do that shit like I, I almost feel like we can go on like a full episode about like all the things you <laughs> oh, have with <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't think we did because, you know, me, when I first see a movie and I like, I really don't want to say I didn't like it. Uh Like, I just want to find all the positive things, be like, yeah, you know, the kiss was okay and this was fine. And I don't even like seeing it on Disney Plus. Like, if I see it recommended to me, like, I want to call someone from customer (laughs) services at Disney Plus and be like, I am offended and appalled that you would, you
0: would recommend me this garbage shit but i don't know oh god i uh. I hate when that when you get recommendations for bad things or what happened to me so louis ck used to be one of my favorite comedians before bad things were revealed on him but anyway i've seen Mm. him like several times live but because the world sucks and the whole like oh like you know oh this poor guy we canceled him and now he's never going to want to work again it's bullshit because he was performing at the theater at madison square garden anyway whatever i got a ticketmaster email because you know they send you like you saw this artist before maybe you want to see them again and it was just like a hey see louis ck at the madison square garden and i was angrier at like the algorithm and angrier at past me than I've ever been at like a computer before. And I wanted to throw things and it was very bad.
1: God, I just feel like every day we're finding out something new. Like, I think I just saw today that something about Bob Dylan.
0: Uh, Maybe I didn't see anything, but there's been some stuff with Bob Dylan in the past that's not necessarily good.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because I saw that, and I'm like, I don't think I'd ever heard anything about Bob Dylan. I'm like, what the fuck? But, like, now that, like, okay, like, there's stuff about Bob Dylan. It was, you know, but back yeah, in the 70s, still, but still not great. But still, yeah, yeah. Not not great, buddy. But, yeah, it just, it sucks. It sucks when things you love turn out to be terrible things. Oh, like yeah. That is why, like, I have these, like, lovely grandma paintings in my house, because, like, they're nice, and, like, They're not offending you at all. So it's like, I want to keep the spirit of these lovely paintings alive versus negativity.
0: I mean, because, yeah, Yeah. I mean, Star Wars uh, Mandalorian uh, Horatio Sands was just accused of grooming and sexually assaulting an underage woman a couple years ago. So, yeah. That came out last week. Fuck. Yeah. When... By underage woman, will... I mean girl. Because if it's underage, not a woman. And I hate that I use that phrase. It is, it's somebody who is, who is um like, she's older now, but had a relationship with him when she was... And relationship being in gigantic quotes there, when she was 17. Why does it so sad? Especially just...
1: I don't know, the world's getting sucky again. I mean, it's always been sucky, but just with everything going on now and just it, it, revelations coming out about people and like people are showing their true colors and just like who can you fucking trust? Like I know I can trust Emily because I've known Emily for like four years now. I know Emily's like fucking cool and like I I I would give you my kidney. But like it just it just it's so annoying. I'll keep it in a so jar on my
0: desk. Yeah. I would do that for you. On that note, <laughs> Brittany, anything else we need to talk about tonight?
1: No, I think we've covered everything. It was a very slow week, you know, with the finale of Bad Batch, but I feel like it's a good Eve to 200.
0: Oh, by the way, I, I hadn't seen the Bob Dylan stuff, so I, I don't want to i don't want it to be like i was downplaying that because i hadn't seen it yet and it was apparently a he's been sued for abusing a 12 year old girl back in 1965 i i mean i knew there was some stuff with like some like maybe you know like not treating his ex-wives great but uh yeah that was that's a new one so yeah i don't want to, to be like i was downplaying that i didn't know what it was referring to fuck Oh, no. No, I don't think anyone would have ever thought that you would have been downplaying everything.
1: Everyone knows that you're smart and educated and all this stuff. But yeah, fuck Bob Dylan.
0: Jesus. Okay, but yeah, so... Sorry, I ended up reading there.
1: (laughs) No, it's fine. I think... I don't even think you interrupted me. I think that we were just discussing that it was the eve before 200 and i think that you were going to go on and say insert the lines of to celebrate our 200th episode you can send us a voicemail an email uh something we can read on the show because our inbox is really empty you guys 200 episodes.
0: I'm desperate. Yeah. I've been doing this yeah. for four years. And also, there's not even Bad Batch to talk about next week because that's over. So <laughs> send us an email, uh, cantovipepod at gmail.com. Give us attention. I like attention. <laughs> no,
1: I'm totally kidding. Do whatever you want. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to continue doing something I really, really love for the past like four years. So I don't care if one person listens to it or five Persons listen to it. I'm just happy that I'm able to put it up somewhere where where anyone can listen to it.
0: Brittany, where can people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Candle Britt, and you could possibly find my kidney on Emily's desk where can you find you
0: I am on Twitter and Instagram at eflind the show is on Twitter and occasionally on Instagram at kentivipod cough cough you can also email the show again at gmail.com. send us fuck my kills send us bedwatch send us congratulations yeah i'm asking people to send us congratulations which is a gross bullshit thing to do but we're hitting 200 episodes so send us some love or just send us some questions or things to talk about because again there's nothing I'm going to be to talk about next week anyway and it's going to be really boring to on there underth- if you don't send us email so please do
1: yeah of course like please send us email voicemail like whatever you want to send but i gotta end this podcast on a lovely note a note that i like to dedicate to chris fresh fuck you
0: bye bye
2: Canto bitch number one, doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Canto bitch. Britney, the Ginge and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Canto bitch number one. And I just can't quit How do you become a bitch like me? Podcast, you gotta download CBD Send emails, just listen and chill Give them some names to fuck, Mary kill Ask them a question or send a top three Mine is Lindo, Brittany, and me Some folks, they want a bang and a refresher Asajj Ventress and Kylo Ren, yo We'll have Tarkin and of course Mendo Send a shout to the Porgs into Rustin Brown And Emily's dad straight putting it down Every week my girls be getting it done I should know I've been down since day one